This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. If you're struggling through the pains of alcohol or drug addiction or a mental health disorder, now's the time to seek the help you need. Let this be an opportunity to get back on track and get back to finding the real you. You're not alone and Promises Behavioral Health is here and they can help. Now, we've worked with Promises for years. We know their teams personally. We have some great relationships with them. And most importantly, we trust them. And that means you can too. To learn more about Promises treatment options near you, for you, or your loved one, here's what you can do. You can go to promises.com slash sober guy. That's promises.com slash sober guy. Or you can just pick up the phone and call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from that sober guy podcast. This morning and every morning on the way to the gym, I drink a no carbs company. NOCO, as it's also known by the can, is a beverage packed with branched chain amino acids, vitamins, and 180 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, it's also sugar-free, and it tastes pretty damn good. Um, now, it's, uh, it's four different vitamins, uh, and it's available in five different flavors. You got Lemon Del Sol, you got Miami, Caribbean, Tropical, and Peach, uh, and uh, the BCAA, the branch chain amino acids in NOCO, uh, are great for recovery. Uh, that's why I drink it before the gym. Uh, and the drink is carbonated, it's sugar-free, it's low carb. It's just damn good, okay? Let's just leave it at that. It's super good. It's 12 ounces, and they also have caffeine-free options if you'd like to try one of those. You're not for the caffeine. So for more information, you want to get a case of NOCO, uh, here's what you can do. You can go to NOCO.com noco.com that's n-o-c-c-o.com and pick up your favorite no carbs company drink today we had some fun i hope you enjoy the podcast let's start the show i'm super pumped it's been like two months since i've been uh, able to record anything it's been a weird crazy time it's good to be back on that sober guy podcast i got two of my best homies mark saratella dave buckner here joining the podcast what's up fellas how are you doing great actually yeah what is good shane glad to be here yeah yeah i'm glad you both are here i needed some help with this it's been a weird last few months i know everyone's in just this weird state right now i mean uh there's a lot going on people are the jess is like a uh she's a teacher she's a hairstylist she's a, mom, <laughs> a wife and we're all cooped up in the home and uh, uh man but at the same time there's a lot of shit to be grateful for i just got out of a meeting uh that was awesome um, so just trying to stay plugged in, get back on the, uh, on the, uh, sober guy tip, keeping me dialed in. Uh, what, what's up with you two? Let's start with Mark, dude. What, what's up, Mark? How are you? What's going on with you? Well, you know that I'm a big, big fan of your podcast. Uh, that's where we met is me listening to it. So I saw you weren't doing it. I was like, well, if there's gonna be any new one, I guess I'll just go on. <laughs> you know, <you> know, <laughs> proactive. Oh yeah. But, yeah. I'm good. Uh, I mean, I've, uh, I mean, we're talking recovery. How's my life or how's recovery or both? Whatever you want, man. Okay. So yeah, uh, life is good. Uh, life, life is good down here in LA. I'm super, the last time you were down here, my walls were horrible. Now I painted my place and I just nice. finished. I see it. it looks nice in the background. I know. Thanks. I just finished today. I'm stoked. Uh, and you know, I'm 44 years old. I got, I got a selfie ring. So things are good, dude. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's production budget. And so, uh, <laughs> Uh, you saw my Rambo podcast. I was excited oh, how that great. came out. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's great. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First blood, uh, Rambo, first, first blood, blood bar two. <laughs> yes. and then, the, uh, I never noticed the jackhammering guy also. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. 
Or two guys yeah, that, running a jackhammer in the in the film. Hilarious. Just, just it seems like that movie they just went with take one every single time. Like we got it, we got it. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> That's what it really felt like. Is like uh, so I've been thinking about that for about two years, um, about doing it, and because we watched it, I watched that in um, I had an old place down in West LA in 2007. My ex-fiance left me, and I had uh, I had a friend move into the living room. And we were smoking weed and, and um, this is when it was the fun. You know what I'm saying? It was fun, fun with problems, problems. So this was the fun era and uh, it came on and we could not stop laughing. And I was like, this is so silly and stupid, but I love this movie somehow still. And then we saw it like 10 years later, we're like, we were sober. I was like, was this movie funny or we just baked? And we watched it, we couldn't stop laughing again. So I've been thinking about breaking down that movie for years. And I, you know, with the pandemic, I got to it and, um, it's a lot you of know, work. It was, dude, it was a lot. Of, so <laughs> much I was work. watching it and I was like, holy, this is a lot. This is a lot of like post-production and going back and forth and yeah, and stuff. It was, it was good. Uh, I taught myself where can, how I, where can I watch this? Where can I'll, I watch I'll, this? I'll, I'll text it to you. It's you got to send me the link, Saratella. I will, I will. It's on my <laughs> website too, uh, Mark's, markscomedy.com. If you see up top, it says Rambo 2 Breakdown or it says Loch Ness Monster Podcast. I'm sorry, because it's called the Loch Ness Monster Podcast. Uh, but then, yeah, I told myself how to edit to do that. And that saved me like two grand. And so with this pandemic, you know, I, you know, right now I'm at day month two or so of, of, of doing really well. Um, I started antidepressant on Thanksgiving called uh, Wellbutrin. And I took the, take this drug now, Trexone, and it's been really working. Thank God. Um, Cause the, the, just the program itself just wasn't working for me. I needed something else to just say that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. So um, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. And it's got me definitely focused and doing stuff and calmer. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going I'm to put two for everyone listening. I'll put those links in the show notes so you can go cool. there, find them to website, that stuff too. And I just want to point out, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pass over to, to Dave here. Um, you know, it's crazy how, you know, when, when you and I met Mark, um, like, and I, I mentioned this to you before, I kind of, mm-hmm. like you kind of reached out to me and I felt like I was kind of helping you along the way, mm-hmm. dude. And then boom, like that's the beauty of like fellowship, friendship, recovery, whatever you want to call it, encompass it all together. Then all of a sudden you see like, man, I don't know, something's kind of up a shame. Like probably yeah. I should probably hit him up and you hit <laughs> up and, and you and Dave both kind of helped get me plugged back in, you know, mm-hmm. in these last few weeks and stuff. And so I appreciate that, bro. Same with mm-hmm. you, Dave Buckner. Um, I'm happy to see your face. You're out in Idaho now. Um, really good to have you back on the podcast too, and just, uh, shoot the shit. So what's, what's up with you, man? What's going on? Oh, bro. Well, aside from, um, moving out of California, which I've never, dude, I've never lived. I mean, I've been on tour, you know, I've been on tour for like 10, 12 years, whatever. And so I've been everywhere, you know, I've been in Helsinki, Finland in the middle of winter. So cold's nothing, you know, anything new to me, but it is different when it's, you know, right outside your house and, you know, you got to like kind of like deal with all the day-to-day of just you know you're not just like walking from a tour bus to a venue to a hotel or whatever like that I actually have to like take the trash out get the mail like all this all the all the mundane shit that we do you know and in the snow so it's a little different but it's really cool like we're really stoked on the place we found up here and um yeah man I mean we're just rocking and rolling up here I um so oddly enough man last time I was on your podcast uh I know I talked a lot about working um, like uh, this program called Refuge Recovery, which is a yeah. a Buddhist based, uh, you know, mindfulness meditation thing. And um, since then, 
uh, right around March of last year, I kind of came back into working a different program um, of recovery. So I'm still working a program. I mean, I'm working this program, which um, by some of the rules of the program, I'm not allowed to disclose what it is, but I go to these meetings and, you know, and, and uh, do these uh, 12 things that, you know, we do in this program. And so, uh, but, you know, I don't want to break the rules. So I don't want to, you know, say, say the name, you know, out loud, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of came back into it. I'm doing, and I'm doing a lot of it over zoom, which is a total blessing because yeah, yeah it's just, I mean, dude, one of the blessings of this whole screwed up situation of COVID and, and the pandemic and, and all that, and the lockdowns and not being able to leave the house is that it opened up this whole new world, which has strengthened my program of recovery tenfold. And I'm, I'm just that much stronger now in it. And um, I consider myself uh, blessed and I'm definitely grateful that, you know, cause I could have went the other way. I mean, like, you know, COVID's a fucking bum out. Lockdowns are a bum out. Dude. You're stuck in your house with all your family. You can't go anywhere. And, you know, a lot of people are going the other direction, man. Um, you know, turning towards booze and, and substances or, you know, uh, damaging destructive behaviors. And, and uh, that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing the exact opposite of that. So, um, you know, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. And um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you hanging out, dude. It's been a long time. I know it, it has. And I, I think that um, that's a part of it too. Just like staying connected. There's like the fellowship aspect of it. Like the meeting I was in earlier, someone brought up um, uh, the, uh, uh, the triangle, you know? And so I'll just kind of leave it at that, but unity service and recovery, right? Like the three kind of uh, uh, pillars of that. Um, and like, I, sometimes I jump, like I'll get, like I'll have one and then the other one's a little off or vice versa. Or so I feel like, man, I'm really thankful for like the fellowship part of it and uh, the unity part of it. Um, but sometimes like the spiritual part of it is like, just, man, it, it can jack my ass up sometimes. And I think even one of the, one of the things I brought up uh, to you guys the other day, I said, man, like the spiritual relapse component of it, right? Like I had hell of people hitting me up, like, and hitting my wife up too. Oh man, did Shane relapse? Like, is he cool? I noticed he's not doing a podcast. Like, what's going on? I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just taking a break, you know? And I'm, <laughs> man, I'm fucking good. And it really hit me in the last couple of days. Like, I've really been going through, I think, like, a, like some sort of like spiritual, like relapse in a sense where I just been like, it's kind of a case of the fuckets. There's some mm -hmm. anger involved. Some, like, Mark, you mentioned it's being cooped up, you know, Dave, I think you mm -hmm. said the same thing. Um, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a crazy time. We, we got to stay, uh, we got to stay vigilant in this time. I think that's a good word, like showing up to meetings, like staying plugged in. Um, and it's been hard. Like there was someone else, there was someone else too, who just said, you know, and I said this two weeks ago, I just don't really fucking feel like being here tonight, but I'm here. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> Have you been there before too, though? Like you could feel me on that, right? Oh man, you know, like it's it's when I don't want to do it. That's that's the exact you know yeah. moment that I realize that that's when I need to do it. Like I need to go to a meeting. You know, I need to do something for my recovery. Either reach out to a brother. You know what I mean? And and you know what I'm talking about, Mark. You know, we we float around the same kind of circles. You know, Shane. Yeah. Like we're all kind of connected and stuff like that. So it's you know sometimes it's just about getting out of your head, picking up that phone, and sometimes that phone weighs like you know, 10,000 pounds, you know what I mean? Sometimes somebody's calling you just to check in and see how you're doing. And, you, and, you, and I don't want to answer the phone. Like I'm just, 
I mean, you know, I go through, um, I have a, I call it my side hustle, but I have like a, you know, a component to my, to my condition, which is kind of like a bipolar depressive thing happening. And, and, um, I don't medicate for it. I meditate through it, you know, so that's, that's how I make it manageable for me. Um, but you know, that being said, I, I still go through, you know, periods of time, you know, and usually they only last about one or two days, um, where I just, you know, it's, I, it's, it's that, that isolating behavior, you know what I mean? And, and it's something that I have to battle through. And, um, but normally if, if, you know, if someone calls me and I'm not, and I'm not picking up the phone, I'm usually in a heavy, like meditative, uh, state, right. You know, I'm usually doing, doing that work. You know what I mean? That, that inner work, that shadow work, uh, that kind of thing. That is hugely important to, to not only my, my, uh, mental overall mental health, but my, my recovery as well. I mean, because it's all tied in together, you know? Yep. Yep. It, yeah. Chances are I'm taking a dump if uh, you call an audit. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, what were you going to say? Prob- probability. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. What the, you know I uh, believe that. I believe yeah. that, Shane. <laughs> I'd answer for you, Dave, or you, Mark. Let's see. I'm taking a shit. Yeah. I think, too, with this pandemic, it, like a lot of people, is like it's your circumstance, how you feel about it. Because, Shane, you got a lot of beings living in your house. Well, here, I, I got me and my dog and my roommate, and I needed a break. You know, your life was full steam ahead. Mine was still kind of ping-ponging a lot. And so I think the, the pandemic has able to slow down a little bit. But yeah. with yours and with the kids and everything in there and it's regional and stuff, I, I can see where different thing. I mean, clearly I want to be out of the house. We have a show planned this weekend for the first time in a while. I, I did a couple in November uh, in this lady's backyard. It's really nice. Um, it's actually set up for it. Sounds, I mean, in normal times, you're like, this is what? It's like, a, it's a... The stage is in a garage and her backyard slopes up and then we had 80 chairs and it's between two, I guess you would say mansions. It was like between two mansions that were falling apart. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah. we, we sold them out. But now we're finally LA, LA's opening again. So we, we have shows this weekend I'm stoked about. Um, but, oh, we're talking about, you know, Dave, you're talking about um, isolating because yesterday has a little bit of funk. And let's say in the program of recovery, there's a certain large book <laughs> with certain stories in the back. I opened up this, <laughs> so I opened up the book and I read a story in the back and, um, and I really related to it cause I was kind of getting in an isolated funk for about an hour or two. And that's not a good place for me to go, you know, or anyone to go actually, but I opened it up. And as soon as I got done with the story um, and we were um, in a meeting of sorts yesterday, Shane, and, and we read that story, actually, I selected it for a, a meeting that I run in a certain program of thing, but, and then it, and then I, I started doing that today. It's just these stories, and then I just got another one where they, the guy who ran that meeting was in last night, and he started day with reading a story in the back. So just relating to people, you know, I think that gets gets me out of the isolation for sure. Yeah, hell yeah, because that the isolation thing, man, is uh, is a big one. Like getting even in like you said, I, there's you know kids and my wife and everyone's here. I still find myself isolating yeah. even when even if and this may be a dumb example but even like okay i was mentioning i'm putting in floors in my daughter's room um in the evening times you know and and on i started on over the weekend and like even that is like isolating time for me where i can go in there and shut the doors and put some but it's at the same time it can be good it just kind of depends on like what where my mind is at um, so I have to try to put, like, I was listening to like tool the whole time. Right. And I nice. <laughs> like, just yeah. like, and I love tool, you know what I'm saying? But 
I have to be careful on what I'm mm-hmm. putting in because mm-hmm. it gets me kind of in like an angry mood, you know, oh, yeah. versus I don't know if you guys um, uh, like uh, Charlie Crockett, like I've been on some Charlie Crockett. Uh, it's like kind of he's got that old school country vibe. I think he's from Texas, um, <laughs> but he's a little more chill, a little more mellow, a little mm-hmm. more. Um, you know, Jess hates it. So I turn it up really loud sometimes. <laughs> turn that, turn it off. Mm-hmm. I just got to be careful, man. Cause I can isolate too. And I can be around people and still isolate. I guess that was the point I was trying to make. Cause it's just yeah. all up in this weird ass cranium yeah. up here that doesn't stop running sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that, you know, feeling alone in a room full of people, that's sort of the nature of the, the condition of people like us, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's because yeah. I identify with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, like, you know, you, I, you know, I could be in, in a party, you know, full of people get together. Not that there's any of those going on right now because, <laughs> yeah. because of the, the, the pandemic, but um, I mean, you know, we're doing, we're doing the responsible thing and, and staying, staying in, staying home when we can, you know, only going out for certain things. I'm wearing my mask and, and doing all the, all the things, you know what I mean? And um um, but yeah, when looking back on, you know, when I do remember like what it was like to hang around other people in person, um, there, there, those feelings are absolutely real for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 In the end too, I was just like, or, you know, just like in a, in a room alone in a room full of people, but then I would just take whatever I got and just like ran back to my room. Like I would leave where I was and go back to my place. So I'd have it to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want anyone around. Cause then they might want, oh, what, right. they, they might want what I had. I've been there. I've been there too, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. fucking Smeagol, dude. You <laughs> Like just leave me alone. I'm going to go back to my, my garage and just sit in my garage and do all mm-hmm. the drugs by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sharing. Why would I ruin this without having a girl around? <laughs> you know, that's the, that's what it, I guess that's the problem part, <laughs> I guess. The resolution of the story. How about that? <laughs> I, uh, I want to mention one thing. So I've kind of switched a few things up just with like the, the format of the podcast, whatever you want to call it. I really want to, is that kind of like, oh, I almost feel like it's almost like this a, a relaunch, kind of a new chapter, I guess is probably a better way to put it. Um, I put on, uh, I put on the website, if you go to that soberguy.com, there's, there's a, um, a, a little button on there where you can record a voicemail. So anybody can go on there now and ask a question. You can leave a comment. And then what it does, it, 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 I think it's, it gives like you like 90 seconds and it'll email me the voicemail. And then like, if we do this again, or like if I have guests on or whoever, you know what I mean? We can go through and listen to some of those questions or some of those thoughts or some of those funny comments. And we can kind of, um, you know, give our, give our thoughts on it. We can share a little bit if we've, uh, we, we relate to it. Hopefully maybe there's someone, I think I said this a long time ago, just leave me a message. that just says, fuck you. And I would just love that. It'd just be awesome. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to, uh, to mention that, uh, if you want to leave a voicemail on there, feel free um that soberguy.com as we kind of move forward with that but you guys think that's a good idea too i just want to invite course, yeah. i want people to get and it's hard to answer the emails sometimes i i i don't like tech like writing sometimes it's like you know it's mm-hmm. always great to hear people's voice and you can kind of get involved in that kind of stuff too yeah because sometimes it's, yeah but no go, back, go ahead no i insist you no you no you, you go. first no you yeah. go because you know when you have to read and sometimes you're like you pull out your glasses like 
Let me do it as I tell you. <laughs> These glasses. <laughs> those glasses. <laughs> there's no lenses. <laughs> there's no lenses. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we call those reality specs. We call those reality yeah. specs, don't we, back in the day? Yep. We used to do that with them. You remember those little black glasses you get at the liquor store called Mad Dogs and they had colored lenses? Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, we used to pop those out and just wear them like with the plastic frames. Reality specs. Boom. <laughs> That reminds me of uh, of Rick Vaughn from Major League. Remember the gla- the black of glasses? Of course, yeah, yeah. Where they course, kind of, yeah, Mark just yeah. kind of look like like his too. Great movie. But uh, yeah, man, it's just, Shane. I think that's a great idea with the uh, with yeah. the voicemails, and then you can yeah. use them as you know as a bit, you know, like fodder for what what to talk about during the show, or you know, yeah, just something you know, like oh, I'm gonna play a voicemail from so and so, and you know, that's cool, yeah. man. You never know what you're gonna get, and the cool thing about that is you can screen them out, so you're not just you know, you can screen all the all the crazy the crazy you know what i mean yeah. well, we might and, even uh, have to play some of the crazy ones too. i'm <laughs> sure we'll get some of course <laughs> we're all crazy right we're, we're all a little bit crazy uh mm-hmm. together i think that's what makes it fun yeah absolutely sure. yeah hell yeah so what else what else is going on man i just i love this kind of just off off the cuff just good combo um it's just good man dude i gotta say i don't mean to sound cheesy and shit right now but like my spirit feels um mm-hmm like happy right now bro and just it feels like it's um ref- refreshed a little bit and like refreshed. and it's what 10 o'clock at night on you know a weeknight right now um and I, I, don't, I don't know man there's something about um just being with homies and um you know being just being able to talk i think too man that's that's been huge i can't wait to go to an in-person meeting again sometime too mm-hmm. gotta say mm-hmm. or just or a concert or a comedy show like I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. anything you know what i mean like that's going to be great too yeah i think that too like we, you text when you like today i got a meeting and i at, at the end of this meeting i have a, a commitment and then i you i got your text and go oh and i was like remember i left you message go i'm physically tired but as yeah. soon as I was like, this is the night we're doing, I go, all right, let's rock. And then you're, instantly your energy comes back and you're physical. Because I was only physically tired from a couple long walks with the dog and doing the, in the house. And I've been exercising a lot. But then as soon as we were ready, I go, oh, I'm fine. You know, it's, and plus, you know, Bucky, what it's like. And you do, Shane, you, you, play these, um, you play these shows at night. So you can, this is the time of night I usually come alive anyway. Yeah. It's 10, it's 10 o'clock, yeah. especially with stand up. It's like I'm most mentally sharp at 10 p.m. Yeah. You know? So it's good. Dude, I, I'm I'm right there with you, dude. It's uh, I think uh, being in rock and roll, like I chose the the perfect life path for my like even like growing up all during school, right? I hated getting up for school. Like I would never really mentally wake up till around lunchtime anyway. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I ended up doing something for for my career that was like you know I don't have to get up till noon anyway, like you know shuffle off the bus, go to sound check, and then like you know the gigs, you know either we're playing between nine or eleven at night. You know what I mean? And that was perfect. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm a night owl, you know, by nature, man. And uh, so I hear that totally. And you know what I dig about this whole thing is that like we're just sitting here hanging out, just like three homies. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know Shane from Vacaville. Like we hang out in person, but I've actually never hung out with you, Mark. But like we're know, like yeah. we're like some of the tightest homies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just, yeah. And we've gotten to know each other just over the last yeah. few months or so. Yeah. And uh, and it feels like we know each other. Zoom. Yeah, you know? I, I know that I listened to your guys' podcast too. When Shane, when you had Bucky on the first time, because once you said Bucky, because you were on the first time talking about um, refuge recovery, I right. remember that. And I think were you talking about it in Santa Monica at one point as well? Was there a thing? Because 
Was there a San- one that was happening in Santa Monica, or, or did I look it up online after you talked about it? There's one in Santa Monica. That I mean, could I just, have been because I, I was yeah. going to like. There's a meeting down in Venice at the at the main center, like down there, and I think there's yes. one like. Yes, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yep. yep. Like off of Lincoln Boulevard, right mm-hmm. down there. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Didn't we go? We went to one. Uh, yeah. When you and I went down there, that's right. I just remembered that. Was that in the Venice yeah. one? Or which one was that? Yeah, that was it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. right oh, off of Lincoln cool. right there at the, at the center. Mary, what, didn't Mary help us? Mary was in there. Oh, that's, that was, we went to the, against the stream spot on, on Sunset. We oh, met Mary yeah. from, from the back of the refuge book. Yeah. yeah. That was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. So that, so yeah. that book, they, they also have a book in that, in, in refuge, that program. And it also has stories in the back of the book. Oh, I know that. Other other programs of recovery that have stories in the back of there. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, it's very, yeah. very, similar. I really, I really enjoyed, um, you know, reading some of Noah's books and like, and one of the things that always stood out is, is how, and I don't, I don't know that he necessarily, um, you know, coined this or whatever. He's just the first person I heard say it, but when he talks about how the mind, he refers to it as the mind. It's separate, mm-hmm, right. like a separate entity versus my heart versus my spirit, because my mind or the mind is just so crazy, weird, and just jacked up thinking sometimes. And then, and then we start taking shit personal, right? Why, why, why are you having oh, yeah. those? Why are you acting like? Why, why'd you say that? Why'd you hella critical of ourselves? You know, that's one mm-hmm. thing that's always stuck with me. Um, you know, even through all, you know, through everything, I guess, and I, I kind of fall back on that, and it, and and then I get that quick reminder. Oh, wait a minute you don't need to take that shit so personal Raymer. Like that's, and I can kind of give myself a little more grace. Whereas before I would just beat the shit out of myself for days, weeks, however, it ruined my whole time. You know what I'm saying? It's a good, that's a good little tool. It is cool, man. It is really cool that, and that's one of the blessings of, of, um, you know, developing a, a, a practice of mindfulness meditation. And, um, is that you can witness the mind and the body doing what they do you know, especially when you're in a, in a, in a, a seated, you know, meditation position and like, you know, your body's acting up, you got like a twinge here and like, this is sore and that, and then the brain's doing like its thing. And, and being able to be focus the, focus your attention on the awareness, like, you know, like I am the awareness that is witnessing the mind and its thoughts. And because I am who I am, um, you know, a lot of those thoughts are fucked up and broken. Like I have a broken brain. Right. So I, but the great, the blessing of it is that I could sit back and witness like those things and, and, and sort of um, like appreciate them for what they are, but I don't have to own them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, yeah, there it goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's that. Oh yeah. That was fucked up. Cool, man. Cool story, bro. You know? And it's like, and, and, you know, becoming that awareness behind it all is, is really what it's all about. I, I like uh, an analogy for that. Um, and I was just kind of visualizing as you were doing that too. It's like my daughter and I were talking about this one day. Um, it's like a suit. It's like a sushi boat or like a, like, all, you know, when you go to all you can eat sushi and they got the boat, the round, like mm. you have different types of sushi you can pick, right? You can pick this one. You can pick that one. One of them shitty. Maybe one of them's like, great. You love it. It's kind of the same thing. Like with our thoughts, we were talking about like the, that suit that those thoughts are running through my, my mind. You know what I mean? And they're, they're constantly going, I can like pick out ones to focus on that are healthy and that are good, it, you know, and then I can, I can kind of learn 
um, to let the shitty ones like just go by. You know what I mean? I don't have to take them out and try them out and like see, and then they jack me all up and stuff. You know, it, it it was I don't know. It was much better when I was talking with my daughter. No, that's easier said than like, done, though. You're right. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult to do, and it's just mm. to be mindful of in itself. You know. Yes. Yeah, because usually once I get on a certain thought of a subject of of you know, let's say drinking or using, as soon as that enters. It's just a matter of time. It's a slow, it's either a fast moving train or a slow moving train and it's done. But this last, this next, this last um, 68 days and, and with this, this nice, medication dude. I've been taking, I can get out of it so much quick. I've only had four cravings in two, in two, in those days and I can get out of it now. Like it's not, I can do what you just said where I go, okay, that was a little thought I had. It doesn't mean it's going to happen where that was not the case before. And Shane, you've seen me in action. You know, famously, I was supposed to do this podcast. I had you down in L.A. and I didn't show up to it. <laughs> and okay, I, had like, so I had 125 days really at the time. Quick. We've never shared this story before. <laughs> I, 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 you brought it up. Can we share it really? No, for, of course. Now yeah. I can because I'm, I'm over yeah. it now because I'm here. But I, I perform at the Hollywood Improv all the time. And I brought you down because I was a big fan of your show. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But then I was going to have to declare to the world that I had this problem in a building where I do a lot of my business. Yeah. And um, so I was like, I can't do this. I don't think I can do this. And I was like, how can I, how can I get out of this? <laughs> and the only thing I could think of was the best way to get out of a sober podcast was not to be sober that day. <laughs> and you had come in tonight to dinner the night before. And I was like, well, and I, I also had a backup though. I had Joe, my partner, who has, oh, yeah. Yeah, 20, 22, who has 22 years. So I was like, I ha but I think I played it small. Where I was like, okay, I got to back up. And Joe was my partner on my shows. And he's so trustworthy and so like, you know, he's, He's like a brother to me. And it also, he knows that building so well that I, I, I just, but I know that if that happened, that I would never do that now. Do you know what I'm saying? And not just because oh, yeah. the last thing, but it was like, I just wasn't ready at all to talk about that. Because remember I had done your podcast and we kind of alluded to stuff, but I was like, yeah. I wouldn't really allude to, the, you know, it's like, it's a process, you know, it's tough because, you know, it's not that there's plenty of comedians that are fucked up, but it's just like, it was one thing. It was something about bring it to my business. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Where right. now, now I could do that. Even though I set it up on the back end with the managers, it's a whole other thing to record it and put it out there. And, yeah. But now I feel so, more, a lot more solid with it. And, and it's this what this this medication has done for me too is it's had me the ability to be focused and have one thought because I haven't felt this well about myself since I was probably like seven or eight years old. And not because I have low self esteem. You never be around me like you got low self esteem or you're depressed. But I, I feel like my brain is working correctly. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, Dude, I'm I'm proud of you, bro. Like 68 days. I know it's mm -hmm. been, um, you know, there's been ups and downs, and like yeah. one of the things that's so great about um, that story. Number one, it's funny, right? Now we can look back, yeah, yeah. And it's like, right. and, and the uh, it, like it, it really, it's a testament to a couple things. Like, um, people are gonna be ready when when they're ready. Like you're never yeah. going to tell, you're not going to be able to tell, like I have people that I love that are still out. Like, I'm not going to be able to tell them that you need to do this and you need to do that. And you're going to, this is what you like. It doesn't, it, people need to figure yeah. this shit out on their own. I'm still figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? Every day is yeah. a new day, but also what it did, it's really a testament to the program to um, staying connected. Learning is like back in the day, I might've been like, man, man, fuck that guy, Mark. What an asshole. Yeah. How could he do that to me? Yeah. And me, 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 me. I really, you know, and in the moment it was like, oh shit, like, what am I going to do? And we, you know, we worked it out, but yeah. I was never like angry at you about it. I was never yeah. like, man, fuck him. Like I really right. truly understood just because I go through the same shit myself. Like that could happen to anybody. Like, you know, you, yeah. 
you just, it's just, it was a, it is what, it, you know, it was. What I had you in good hands too. And I had you in good Absolutely. hands and I knew that, but the thing awesome. is, what I would do this time is like, I would not have you in good hands. I would just do it myself because I, go, I had a backup plan. I should not have had that. And then, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, but also, you know, with this thing, uh, I was telling, saying about it's the best I felt as a seven or eight on December 7th. I had this really, you know, I'd probably like two weeks into it. And I had a really intense dream about my childhood best friend, Jeff. And I was at the park the next day with Rio, park to go to every morning over to my house. I think we went, Shane. And I was like, God, that's so weird that you had such an intense dream about Jeff, who was my childhood best friend from three until 13. I lost my virginity to him. No, I'm kidding. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not true. And so I go, why would you think about Jeff like that? And I go, oh, shit, it's December 8th. It's his birthday. And I text him. I go, and I have his phone. I go, happy birthday. Am I wrong? He goes, what the fuck? He goes, Great memory. I go, dude, I dropped you about you last night. Then we just kicked off a whole thing. Of, did we just, did we talk like every three years or four years, but his phone number is in my phone still. And so that, that was cool. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's good too, to have like, when you have those homies that you ain't talked to in yeah. months, years, and you have those people in your life that you can just pick right back up. It's like you talked to him yesterday. You know what I mean? Right. That's, yeah. that's far and few some days. What about yeah. you? Oh, and he's sober too now. He has two years. Oh, nice. That's it. I didn't know that though. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope, dude. All right. I have a question. Are we recording this? Um, are we recording the, the video as well as the audio to throw up? Because I look good um, today. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, 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 really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I hadn't really thought. I mean, I'm, record, I'm recording both. I hadn't really thought about I mean, I usually always just put it out audio. Yeah. Um, I think you should do both. Know. I got, yeah, the self, I got the selfie light on for, <laughs> for a reason. Right? Yeah. Mark's got a <laughs> selfie know. light on. Like, I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking all like I'm yeah, great. rugged right now. I'm looking like, <laughs> I, uh, this is great. I, I created yeah. a new, you know, because, and I don't want to get into all that, this shit right now, but I don't have any social media, like as far as like kind of the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I thought you blocked me, by the way. That's when I reached yeah, out. I, go, I, just fucking deleted, I just fucking deleted everything. I yeah, couldn't yeah. get anymore. But I yeah. did start uh, a That Sober Guy podcast telegram channel so it's got its own channel i can post shit in there people can um comment and uh do all that kind of stuff too so that'll be up in the show notes and we, maybe we can just post the video up in there i can share it with you guys if you want to post yeah, that'd be cool but, oh man shame please yeah. loop me in with that because I, I just got telegram so i want to yeah. yeah yeah i don't know how it all works i have no I'm idea learning what yeah. caveman in a spaceship with this thing so i you know yeah. the, instagram was easy to figure out i haven't had a facebook or a twitter in forever but yeah Instagram yeah. is pretty easy. Instagram was my last holdout, you know, of like, uh, and I'm, I'm still I'm here as we were talking about earlier, I'm doing the Bernie memes. So, but I was taking a break. I had like three weeks off. I was just chilling, dude. Like you I'm, were off for a while I, before that, right? Yeah. yeah even before months. that. Yeah. I was, I was off for a good few months, like maybe six, six months or something like that. Yeah. And then how I got back in was, um, last year was the 20th anniversary of my, my former band's, uh, first major label record. So, it was Papa Roach Infest, uh, 20 year anniversary, and we were doing a special event, which I was part of. Um, and so it was kind of important for me to get back on my socials to kind of like promote right. that and like be looped in on all that. And then I just kind of hung around, you know, all summer and, and you know, with, with everything happening, it was a good way to. How, how did that feel, bro? 20, 20 years. Like, I, I mean, I remember uh, when that shit dropped and it was, those were, those were, for me, those were some of the funnest times as like a, a young, uh-huh. young man, like dumb kid, like just 
rocking out at Three Oaks, dude. And then like, I don't know, dude. Those were some fun. Twenty years, bro. Is is that hard to believe? It went by that fast, too. dude. It really is, man. Because it just makes me think, like, like so. When I was a kid, like you know, 12, 11, 12 years old, and I was just getting into like, I mean, I'm don't don't take it the wrong way. I'm not trying to draw a comparison, but like, let's say when I was getting into like zeppelin or like the doors or yeah. you know like that early my early education in music and like learning about all this rock and that was only like you know 15 17 years back you know from from my age at the time right so yeah. i look back now i'm like oh shit my, like our first record it was a huge record like that's 20 years ago like we're way beyond that now like, we're like three four five years past like the music i was listening to that i thought was like quote unquote classic rock you know what I mean? And now here I am with this record that's like 20 years old. And, you know, it's just. Yeah. It's, I, I think I know why. Feel a little a little bit old, but, mm -hmm. you know. I, I know. I think I know why things don't feel like it was that long. It is our cell phones because it's ended boredom. Because 17 years back then felt like 75 years now. You remember being so fucking bored in the dentist office? You'd be like in the lobby, like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. You know, if, so, if someone circled the Highlights Magazine, hidden pictures, you'd, like month was ruined. But yeah. now their phones were constantly distracted. Time is moving faster because 20 years does not. I graduated college 20 years ago. Well, no, I graduated in 98, 22 years ago. It does not feel like from that's half my life. Now I think about it. from 76 to 22, does, you know, from whatever. What am I trying to say? <laughs> from 76 to 98. Does not feel like ninety eight to two thousand twenty. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, because I agree. There's so agree. much stuff to do. Even now, like I come home from, t I can't even consume all the good things on TV that I want to watch. Basketball. I have Sling, uh, HBO. You know, uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime. My cell phone. You know, I can ride the back of my dog to the park. No, but there's so much to do now. You know, it go, time just moves quicker, I feel like. Well, I think I feel like everyone's like attention spans are hella short too. Like oh, I yeah. mine is short. It's really hard to focus on stuff because you're right. There's so much stuff. Mm -hmm. There's so many different things that um we're distracted by or that we're we're doing. Um, I, I, I'm a fan of sling by the way, too. I have the $30 plus the $10 sports package. Yes, of course, of course. Hockey. I've been digging on some hockey lately, man. I'm, I'm so glad mm -hmm. there's something on. I, I kind of gave up on football and, uh, you know, I still love the A's man, but they just pissed me off like this. Right. every year they let me down. And then all this crazy stuff with the season was weird this year. So I've been kind of yeah. numbing out on, on a little bit of hockey, which has been good to disconnect, but you have a squad? Right, so much stuff. What's that? Yeah, there's so much. Do you have a team in hockey? You know what, man? We uh, so okay, Bay Bay Area, you know, Northern California. You would think, yeah, Sharks fan. Like, I mean, I don't mind the Sharks. Cash and I, I was I, I was walking him uh, to school actually a couple weeks ago, uh, and he he was going to school at at one point a few weeks ago. Whole totally different story. But um, I said, hey, bro, um, so let's watch some hockey tonight, man. He's like, okay, Dad, that sounds fun. And I'm like, you know. I don't really like care for the sharks. Like, I don't know. They're just like, whatever, not really like huge in on Santa, not hating on San Jose folks in San Jose. Love you guys, whatever. But um, I was like, why don't we just pick a team? Do you like, you want to pick the team? And, and he's like, yeah, dad. And I said, all right, well, do you like, I love Christmas vacation and Chevy chase and Clark Griswold. Like he was a huge Blackhawks fan. So why don't we do the Blackhawks? Um, I like Boston. Like Boston's like old school, mm -hmm. like they're hella tough. So mm -hmm. the Boston Bruins, or the sharks and and he's like uh 
how about the Boston Bruins, Dad? I go, okay, cool. We're Boston Bruins fans. So, oh, that's so awesome. I'm some Boston, man. Yeah, that's my team when I was a little kid because I'm from Albany. I was a huge Bruins fan. Cam Neely, Ray Bork. Actually, you saw it in the Lockdown Monster podcast. Yes, when that's I, right. Like, one of that Cam Neely, Ray Bork. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> they kick some ass, man. They're mm-hmm. hard. Like, I just like that old school kind of mm-hmm. hockey. So, yeah, man. Any hey, Mark, what was that? You had a banner hanging up in your house, right? That you just took down when you repainted. Yeah. What was that again? That was for the Loch Ness Monster podcast with Bobby D. We don't, we don't deep dive. We deep, deep dive. This week, we're breaking down 1985 Oscar winner for Best Picture, Rambo First Blood Part 2. My favorite fucking movie of all time. <laughs> so it's for the Loch Ness Monster podcast. I've been thinking about it for literally two years. But then, like, with the pandemic, I just slowed down. Actually, hold on. Let me get this thing. <laughs> you guys talk. I'll be right back. I'll show you, I'll show you this thing. <laughs> I'm bringing this shit up. I'm trying to find it. Let's see here, bro. I uh, let's see. By the time this airs, uh, yeah, I don't know what when it's gonna air, but I. So as far as my concurrent time, we have a. Oh shit! Look at that. Have you seen Rambo? Wow, the Tin Man. Look at this guy. Have you seen Rambo Two? Remember the the arrows in Rambo Two? The the golden those those arrows that explode the tips. (laughs) So I had painted my face gold, and I was like, I'm the I'm the fucking. I mean, it was it was out there. You know what I'm talking about? Where did you see Rambo Two, Buggy? Because <laughs> you're staring yeah. at me. Okay. No, that's where he goes. To, is that where he goes to Afghanistan? No, no, no he goes to like he's in new, Vietnam, new and he, he shoots oh, the Vietnam. arrows, and they explode like a village or a thing. So this I know is, what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember that. Mud, yeah. he's all muddy and shit, and they yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Hold on. I'm, fi- I'm finding it right now. That way I can put it. In. Oh, you got COVID King in here too. That's a good one too. Damn, you got that's so, doing the good. The medication's working. You can't hear me. You can't. I made it. I had a paper mache, but it took forever to get the to get everything kind of together. Really, what took forever is the editing. I, I just I just came across COVID too. The co- um because I'm on your YouTube channel right now. I want to oh, yeah. post a. Uh, I mean, I get the links and put it yeah. on, on here, but the COVID, COVID King, where the hell did it go? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What's the backstory? Like you wore that for the whole podcast. You're, you're no, this, no I, I interview myself. Cause I, I, <laughs> I go, I'm just this character, Bobby D and I go, we got exclusive interview right now with the explosive arrow tip. And this guy comes in and he's all fucked up. <laughs> the, the arrow is from the eighties and he's just clearly, he has a little bit of white powder. He's clearly on blow. <laughs> And I, oh Jesus! I don't want to ruin anything. I'll, I'll send you the link. <laughs> send me that link, dude. I got to see this, man. This is okay, great. Cool. I'm yeah. adding it. I'm adding it right now to the show notes, so it will, cool. it will be in here too for anyone listening. And the, so the COVID. Thing. I was gonna say, go ahead. Go, oh, go ahead. Yeah, oh, go. I was just gonna say because what well, well, we were talking. I was telling Shane. Uh, we we're just talking about. Damn, I forgot. Oh, Brady's back in the Super Bowl, right? With the Bucks. Mm, yeah. Who, are, you, are, are either of you uh, excited about that or at all? I mean, the Patriots hey. didn't make it, I guess. And who, is, it, is the other team, do they figure out, do they have both teams for the for the game yet? Or just is it just Bucks and? Bucks and uh, uh, for, Chiefs. See, so now everyone can, everyone knows just how into sports I am not. So, like, I have yeah. no idea what's going on. <laughs> Even out of Miller, I watched the Super Bowl like every year with my dad and just as excuse to like see the commercials and just hang out with my dad and eat chicken wings. And that's basically it, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
same here. That's probably, I didn't even know that the, I didn't even realize the Super Bowl was on or that it was coming up or who the hell was in it at that. But I'm, I'm with you too. I don't know if we'll do, usually my in-laws will do something, but uh, my, my mother-in-law will make a, a shitload of food. Everyone I'm yeah. down for that. Just kick, kicking it and eating a bunch of grub. Um, I have not been play, paying attention to any, uh, any football, um, but I feel like it kind of like hockey for me served its purpose to just like kind of check out a little bit and just mm-hmm. like um, relax. And then plus you get to see dudes. Like I had it on in the background. My, my daughter got her TV taken away for talking back. And so I moved it out in my house <laughs> out here. So I have it right here. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put it on while I'm working and I got hockey in the background. Dude, there was like four fights the other day. It was like a noon game or something. Just dudes, just Matt, just going at it. Well, you know what? Ronnie Dangerfield made up that expression the other day. I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out, broke out. Right. <laughs> that's that's Ronnie Dangerfield. Classic. He's Classic. made up a bunch of things that we just say. If you look up Ronnie Dangerfield quotes, he's made up a bunch of cliches that we just say now, and you don't realize like, oh, oh yeah. that's Ronnie Dangerfield. Yeah. Uh, Who's your favorite comedian, Mark? Um, if, I mean, if you had to pick. Uh, okay, so I got this thing where I go, okay, because I wrote this this article one time ago. Who do I think is the greatest besides the greatest? Because obviously you can go Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, George Carlin, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. So who do I think is the greatest besides those people that everyone basically names is probably Pat Oswalt. I like him a lot. He has every special, every joke to me hits. And uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. But, you know, Sebastian's huge now. I mean, he, he sold out, I think, Madison Square Garden five nights in a row. Yeah. And uh, he was in that movie. Um, what's that Al Pacino, uh, uh, the, the Irishman? Uh, Sebastian, oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Sebastian's crazy Joe Devola. Do you remember him? That was a dope movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've known him since he was just a host on the weekends at the Comedy Store La Jolla. Because I started in La Jolla, and when I would bartend, you could see the stage from the bar. It was pretty cool, very cool actually. And he was one of the few guys I could watch every single set, even when he was hosting for the whole weekend. And, I, and I'd be like, oh, every same joke. I know how it's gonna go, and it was still funny. You know, remember the Ross bit? He's like. The other day I was shopping at Ross and he takes it and he throws it and he goes, <laughs> place. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. He goes, I bought a box under it was wrapped up in tape. I opened it up. It was a box of forks. <laughs> <That's> so <weird>. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you just reminded me when you said George Carlin too, like one. Okay. So I'm not going any further than just all this shit that's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Regardless mm-hmm. of anyone's opinions or whatever. Um, I don't give a fuck. I love the one thing George Carlin said about everything. He goes, it's a big fucking club and you ain't in it. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, totally. it. that's one of the, that's one of my favorites. And then yeah. um, I grew up, I remember um, renting at Hollywood video back in the day. Um, it, actually one of my first jobs, by the way, too, I wore, mm-hmm. the, I wore the red bow tie and I tried to wear it. <laughs> I, like I was quite the fucking red cummerbund and to help people with their movies, but we would uh, check out, and and then not return eddie murphy delirious the vhs uh, yeah, yeah. dude and in the in the red leather that was one of my one of my favorites too how about you oh, Buffy? yeah dude dude uh like classic comedians or who like current anybody comedians? both dude i've always i mean dude i mean dude obviously i mean eddie murphy delirious and raw i mean like oh my god as a kid and then so like i knew about eddie murphy before i even knew about richard pryor like i only knew richard pryor from like he was in movies with uh gene yes. wilder yep. you know what i mean like that was no evil. If, any, if, if anyone knows who that is, you know what I mean? Like, remember those old buddy movies they used to make? Of course. And, uh, so then I, it took me, you know, I was, I was, I just happened to get like a, my hands on a cassette of like delirious. And I was like, Oh my God, like, what is this? This is, he's like talking yeah. such like, it's like, 
it's so dirty. Holy crap. You know what I mean? And then, and then I found out about prior. I'm like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like mind yeah. blown. I'm like, that's the same guy from the, from the movie with Willy Wonka. Like that's crazy. But, yeah. um, obviously Carlin, you know, right. Um, uh, you know, all the, all the, all the ones you name and the Chappelle is obviously one of like the current, like he's like goat. Right. You know, but, uh, uh, let's see, like Hedberg, you know what I mean? Mitch ah, Hedberg. I just want a big Hedberg uh, run, yeah. Man, like Hedberg yeah. was just the thing about Hedberg that that really really did it for me was that he, in such a simple way, like just flipped your reality. Like basically, like, like just like just his bits, the way he would structure his bits, like you know what I mean? Like, you know, like uh, I don't have a girlfriend. I just know a chick who would be really mad if she heard me say that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, like his just his whole take on like what comedy is and like what it is like, you know, like taking things like, you know, uh, what is it? Appliance Naming Institute, you know, is another bit I love. And then uh, uh, like, like how many bathrooms you have in your house? You know what I mean? All that. My son's getting some ice out of the, out of the thing, <laughs> out of the fridge. Um, but uh, Donnell Rawlings, dude, you know, yeah, you know, no, that dude, yeah, yeah, no, dude yeah. he's a dude. I saw him like we just went to the comedy store a couple years. Was it? Raymer, was that? Did we go out? Was that me and you that went? No, no, no. I forget who I was with. Yeah. But we went. And he just like showed up and like unannounced and like did a set and like murdered, bro. Yeah, like I had no idea. He kills, dude. Yeah. You know. And then obviously, I mean, just like his comedian, uh, Mark Saratella. You know, maybe maybe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kind of funny. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. I got a couple. I got a couple of friends, like you know, that are that are comedians, like you and uh, Craig Gass is a good friend of mine. And, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I love Craig. Guys are all just. I love having like funny motherfucker ass friends, dude. Like mm-hmm. it's always, you know, it's always good for a laugh, dude. And you guys, you guys just, just to hear your whole, Thanks. like to, to know you guys, like as, you know, as, as homies and just to get, you know, to be more familiar with like how, like the thought process, you know what I mean? Like how you guys process shit and like how that comes out, how it, I like all this trash goes in and then it, you know, man, you know, metamorphosizes into comedy. Some, some funny shit that you can like share with people. It's, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, like mad respect, mad respect. Yeah. At first, when people are like, how do you write comedy? And I don't do it. Hey, hey, do it good. hey, come here. Come here, bud. You guys want to say hi? Say hi to my kids. What up, dude? What up? You can't. Oh, hey, hey, what's what's going on, dude? That's Bond. Yeah. Hey, you don't mind if I'm using your, your game headphones right now. <laughs> Those are sick, bro. And by the, way, by the way, you're on a podcast right now, officially. Nice. So look for it on YouTube. <laughs> how old is he he's 11 cool yeah, what's he he's into? 11 what's he into what, what is it 11 you're into nowadays oh man dude like i mean obviously like he plays a lot on his ps4 he hangs out with his friends on on discord uh what is that see that's what i'm talking about that's the thing like as a guy like without having what's discord i don't even know what that even is discord is like another social media app type thing and i gotta really watch that shit because like it could, it could get creepy but like right he's only allowed on private servers where it's like only his friends like a small network of friends and yeah they don't let it's not there's no like public he can't he's not allowed on any public service and i'm always like hawking hawking his stuff to see you know like I hate to be like that guy. Like, I'm, I'm like his own. I'm his own personal FBI guy. His own CIA agent. You know, right there. I'm like, what are you yeah. looking at? What are you looking at? Who are you talking to? You know, I'm making That's sure. That's good. That's good. So cool. Like that. And then he. What else did he do? He he was in the school cool. rock band, and and he's a amazing singer. Like, cool. like just yeah. FYI, like he kills it, dude. I'll send you some videos of him uh, doing. I have some videos of uh, his Black Sabbath show that they did awesome. at school rock. Oh yeah. 
yeah, he's, he's got pipes, dude. It's weird because, like, dad's a drummer, and then he ends up singing. And it's funny because uh, Jacoby from Papa Roach, Jacoby Shaddix, he's a singer, and his son, uh, Jagger, is a drummer. That's so, funny. like, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? And he reminded me of Jacoby because of his hair. When he, when he brought him in, I go, oh, it was yeah. Jacoby. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Cool. Yeah. Um, totally lost my train of thought. I was going to say something that must have not been. Uh, you were asking, uh, we were saying about uh, writing too earlier. I, at first, when I first wrote, I go, whatever makes you angry will make the crowd laugh because they can relate. Even the tiniest, tiniest mm. thing, whatever that may be. Uh, and then, you know, I don't write from that. I still can access that, but I'm not as angry as I used to be because I'm older. You have less testosterone. But at mm. first it was all like, people <laughs> like, you're like an angry Seinfeld. I'm like, yeah, I'm very angry <laughs> guy. Uh, I like the Mitch Hedberg joke, by the way, too. He goes, uh, uh, people ask if you used to do drugs or I used to, but I still do too. I would, no, I do, do, do drugs. I used to, but I, I don't, I'm not blowing it. <laughs> I know the bit though. Dude. Yeah, yeah, no. He goes, someone goes, would you like a frozen banana? He goes, would you like a, a frozen banana? He goes, no, I'd like a regular banana. So later. So yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, those one liners. Or what about, wait, wait, what about his bit yeah. where he goes, uh, he goes, uh, oh God, what's the thing about, uh, about uh, wine? Where he goes, uh, he does this whole flip on wine where he's like, um, uh, oh God, I can't remember. About grapes, how they like, ah, oh, fuck it, I can't remember. But he has, he, he turns it into like, he's like, uh, I don't want an apple because eventually it'll be a core. He's like, you, you, don't, you don't turn something down because of what it's going to be later. I think he's talking oh, about getting fucked up, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about, yeah, yeah, why do you drink wine? Because like, don't you, aren't you like worried about the hangover? Don't you hate the hangover? He's like, yeah, but the, the first part and the middle part are great. That's he's like, funny. I don't, I don't not eat apples because at the end they're going to be a core. He's like, he's like, <laughs> you know, like, so yeah, do, you guys have, do you guys, this have is why serious? I'm not a comedian though. FYI. I just blew his joke. I've heard it a hundred <laughs> times. Uh, do you guys have serious radio XM serious radio at all? I do in my car. Cause they have right now, if you, if you go on the serious app or in your car and you search Mitch Hedberg, they have a, uh, two, a two hour audio documentary of his life. And his with all his friends talking. I've listened to it three times already. So if you type into the search bar, Mitch Hedberg. Let me see if it's still on here. Because it was really interesting. Huh. Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah. Mitch Hedberg on tape. A Hedberg oral history. It's on Sirius. And it is, yeah, it's two hours and six minutes all about his life and how he wrote his oh, jokes and his, his friends talking about him. So if you're a Hedberg fan, that, that's definitely... I just I just found it for you too. I saw this wino. He was eating grapes. It's like, dude, you have to wait. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, that's the first. Yeah, that's one. And then yeah. and then he transitions from that to talking yeah. about how he drinks. And but then people ask him like, "Don't you hate the Hangover?" And then it's a whole it's a whole continuum of jokes. But dude, Hedberg was like so like Carlin. You know what I mean? Like Carlin was so great at like especially later on like his later stuff. Just like exposing like reality for the absurdity that it is right and like Hedberg did all that with like half the footwork like within like three lines he could just poke a hole right through your reality and be like boom you know what I mean and, and that's what I appreciate about Hedberg because he was just so simple like everything was so yeah. clean like you know what I mean like why, I don't know why is it why is it that artists are so um uh just self-destructive and uh you know uh want, have issues with addiction and because you're taught it's gonna I mean, be fun i'm just looking at the, you know yeah. mitch hedberg's death right he he, yeah. he od'd multiple drug toxicity i'm looking at the 
mm-hmm. uh, the obituary or area former cocaine and heroin uh he was found in a found dead in a hotel room at the westminster hotel in livingston new jersey uh let's see formally announced april 1st 2005 um so i didn't know this some some were led to believe it was an April fool's joke because people yeah. thought that he would yeah, do something yeah. like that. Um, but dude, it's so, it's so crazy. Like how many, how many artists that we've lost to uh, addiction, you know what I mean? And obviously just people in general, how many people we've lost to it, but it's, it's fucked yeah. up, you know? And it's crazy. I, I don't know why it haunts artists, especially. You can also sleep it off too. The thing is like a lot of jobs, you got to be there at eight in the morning. So, you know, there's a lot of jobs that they ask you to go home. If you're drunk, they're like, you got to go home. And you show up to a comedy show drunk, and they're like, all right, drink a coffee, then have a Jack and Coke and get the fuck up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and people yeah, jump I mean, same yeah. with rock and roll, too, man. Yes. It's like, I mean, like, you could you could do basically anything you fucking want as long mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you're, as long as you are on fire, like, on stage. You know what and I mean? Selling like, tickets, you're not bringing, yeah. yeah, and selling tickets. But, like, if you're, if any of those, you know, there's, like, that saying, the show must go on. It's kind of unwritten law, I think, in the industry. It's like, you you could do anything you want as long as you are bringing it as long as you deliver on stage you know what i mean and and that's that's unlike many other jobs like not your average nine to five job is going to allow you to show up fucked up to work you know what i mean yeah. but in in the entertainment industry it's almost you know it's, like yeah, it's almost also, encouraged yeah. you know what i mean in, in a weird way yeah because yeah I and i think just as, as artists as creative people like we're i think we're just you know kind of sensitive to that more sensitive to that kind of thing and uh, I don't know about you, Mark, or or whatever, but I know like a lot of my homies and and me personally, like every almost every bit of art that I've ever created was uh, created out of pain. Like that's how mm. I deal with mm. pain is transmuting transmuting all the negative shit that's happened to me in my life and bringing it out as you know artistic self expression. And okay. but the other the other side of that coin is that when you're not doing that, you're left with like you know the other. 23 hours a day or like when you're not you know when you're not creating or, or making music or, or creating your craft and we have all these feelings that we don't know how to deal with and what sometimes there's like trauma from like childhood or just like everyday kind of mm-hmm. things and um and so a lot of times you know that's when the substances come in and the, like the drinking and then not to mention like when you're a rock star dude like you go like you're going to gig, you're playing a gig every night, and everyone who's hanging out with you backstage, like that's like their one big night, maybe for the week, maybe for the month, yeah, maybe yeah. for the year. So yeah. they want to go hard. <laughs> they want to drink as much as they can, mm-hmm. do all the drugs, whatever. But like for you, for me, it was just Tuesday. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So like yeah. every night, like the bar is getting set so high. Like we want to party so hard because we're hanging out with you. And it's yeah. like, you know. Yeah, it's further and further, huh? Every night. I might be rationalizing. No, you're not. Some of my craziest nights were on Mondays because you come off the road and then the comedy store Monday night and Tuesday night is where you go up and so we Monday night. I would do usually at the comedy store Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or the improv Tuesday to Thursday, and then road on the weekends. So that Monday I had the night off, but I go to the comedy store and it was just a disaster from there. And also you just can't wait, you know, when when you're watching it, you go, I can't wait to be this crazy. I like I couldn't wait to have a problem. And then I didn't realize it was going to be so hard to get out of. Because in the movie, it's just like a little 10 minute, like the, there's like, it's up and there's a little downfall, it's a little downfall, and then it goes back up. That little downfall, you're like, oh shit, this is, this is taking me years to get out of this. You know? And you don't think it's, you think it's going to be this little like, yeah. there's going to be cameras around you and shit. You don't think you're going to be laying on the couch with your muscles atrophying, you know? <laughs> you know, you go, oh my, you know, my arm, this is not my arm anymore. This is like the arm of a 13 year old. <laughs> 
who uh, who was it that I, I I mentioned I've been listening to uh, Tool lately and um, there's a sample I don't know what I can't I don't know what album it was on it was on a shuffle but there's a sample of a comedian I don't know if it was Carlin I can't remember who it was but he's talking about he goes you think he's talking about how you think drugs and and alcohol are, are bad and this and that and he goes I want you to go grab every fucking album that you own that's great music and throw it in the trash because every one of them they were high as shit on he's just talking about how yeah. so i do think there's some truth i'm not advocating doing drugs of course. no no i'm just saying there is something especially for me back in the day about marijuana that brought out like a certain uh creative element to it you know what i mean and i i think i do believe that i don't you know. That was the fun, fun with problems and problems because it, it was yeah. fun. We were just—I was just talking about the thing that was so many years ago. Now, when I, when I, when I had that, was laughing about the Rambo First Blood Part Two. That was in two thousand seven. You know, so it's like now it's like yeah, it's that's not it's not two thousand seven anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know. Right. Well, you're yeah. talking, <laughs> yeah. you're talking like thirteen years on, fourteen years. 2007, You thought about doing it? Is that what you said? Or I missed that. No, that's when I first saw the movie and was like. We it came on TV and we couldn't stop laughing about how corny it was. We were still enjoying it and, and enjoy yeah, yeah. Celeste Stone and Rambo. Who doesn't like Rambo? But yeah, but every scene was so over the top and corny that we yeah. couldn't stop laughing. And then we saw it again ten years later, and I go, we were like, was that just because we were stoned? And then we watched it sober, and it was still as funny. So, yeah, that was the yeah. And by the way, Shane, that was Bill Hicks. Oh, it was Bill Hicks. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah Bill Hicks. Yeah, I know he's also one of my favorites. He's like one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, dude, go. But I mean, I think just to touch on that topic is it's a, you know, drugs and alcohol, I think, as far as the creative process is concerned, it's, you know, there is, there is something to be said for it. I mean, like, at first, like, it works, like it opens those channels, like, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a quick shot to access those parts of our brain that are like, you know, kind of, you know, our, our inhibitions are lowered, you know, yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. Our, our thought, like the doors are open, you know, when you're, when you're high on whatever it is that you're getting high on, dude, it's like, you're thinking in a different headspace. So a lot of times, like, you know, it's easier to access that creative, that creative thing, but it's just, it's just a shortcut really. And then at, at a certain point, like it stopped working. That's it's not thing. worth it. Yeah, it's not at, worth at least for me. Yeah. Not you know what I mean? Cause like, you know, I, I drank and did drugs for a long time and I, and I made records uh, writing music. I never like recorded albums on drugs, but I did, well, maybe a couple songs. There was a couple, there was a couple, but um, for the most part, like when I was, you know, working like in the studio, like I was sober, like, cause I wanted to be on top of my game. But when I was creating, like, yeah, I was like, you know, like tipping the bottle or, you know, doing whatever other things that, that I had access to. And it did work like for a while it worked, you know what I mean? But then when it stopped working, it really stopped working. And then, and that's when the consequence, and there, not to say that there wasn't uh, consequences the whole time. Cause when I look back on it, there were like, there were times, you know, nights when, Oh shit. Like, you know, I, I, you know, fell and like busted my lip open or like X, Y, Z happened or I got in a fight with this person or, you know, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, but we kind of like, you know, glaze over those things until, until you really start focusing on them and you realize like, oh shit, like there's been these like really sort of dire consequences that have come with, with the use of, of drugs and alcohol. And, and when it stops working and there's just the negative consequences left, then you're really in trouble. And then at a certain point, at least for me, like it, it literally came down to a matter of life or death. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's, you kind of get to this point where it's like, damn dude, like I can't, I can't live 
you know, like can't live and I can't die. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's when, that's when you really are forced to like, look at yourself and like go, all right, something needs to change. And yeah. nowadays, like I realize, you know, like I can access the same parts of my brain for the creative process that I did when I was using or drinking, but it's, it's through meditation. Mm-hmm. It's through like breath work. It's through like heavy, you know, like this kind of thing, but it's a much, it's a much, there's a lot more work involved. You have to put the work in. I mean, and you can get those, you can get those doors to pop open, man. And then mm-hmm. you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, whatever. Um, it's just that drugs were the shortcut. It's the easy way. Yeah. It's the easy way to get that door open. And then, but you know, they stop working. Yeah. Yeah. And long-term, if, you, if the end game is success, long-term, you'd be much more successful doing it uh, in a happy way. You know, yeah. like maybe, maybe there's some explosive things and then, you know, you can be real creative, Right. And then you can you can be real creative. And if you're completely out of control, you're going to get to the gig and you're going to blow it because everyone's going to fucking not be want to be around you. You know, oh, absolutely, something's going to happen at the gig that you're not going to be invited back to the next one. So long term success, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work. I remember then, you saying that, too, that you did. You 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 felt like um, your comedy was a lot better when you were sober. Like, oh, you, yeah, for sure. On point, you were more sharp yeah, like you. Definitely. Like, Obviously now you're kind of sacrificing maybe some of the social anxiety or if there's other stuff going on there, I don't know. Like yeah, maybe. I don't have that. It's specifically comedy too because you 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 have you like loosen um, up a little bit, right? Like, you have to talk into a yeah. microphone. It's so and you're alone. So you have, it's like dr- <laughs> drinking. Uh, drinking always happened after for me for the most part. You know, like, of course, a couple of times it slipped into before. I mean, you know, always, but for the most part, really early on because I I especially you hear just your voice amplified. And the first thing you lose is the first thing that happens to you when you're drinking is you're slurring. So even if I'm just slurring a little bit, I can hear it. Now I'm too self-conscious to perform, but you know, but I, you know, it's uh. do you remember your first joke, Mark? <laughs> no, but I know one I still do in my set, which is my third joke was the fake boobs one where I like girls stick with the boobs you've got. I've never taken off a girl's shirt and been like, these just won't do. You put your shirt on and get the hell out of here. Go, Every time I'm ecstatic, even if there's only one, <laughs> as long as a big one. <laughs> Yeah, that joke is the third joke. I, I remember when I wrote that joke in San Diego in 1998 at the pool. I was just there's this girl at the pool. I was like, look at those fucking boobs. <laughs> then I was like, wait a second. What? They don't even need those. And I still do that joke. I did that joke the other night. No way. Still yeah, I've done, it on TV, I've done it on Comedy Central once, yeah. but that was on Adam Devine's house party. And, and probably about 400,000 people see that. So I go, all right, that ain't, that ain't enough people for me to get rid of this joke out of my act. This is my <laughs> one of my better jokes. Plus, it's one of those ones I can just do. If if, every, if I needed the, the set to go up like right away, I can go right into that into that material. Did so, you, you, were, you were on Workaholics at one point, too. Were you? No, I was on Adam Devine's house party. Okay, maybe I'm getting the two mixed up. Yeah, they're, they're similar shows. They're yeah. both Adam Devine things. And then I did, yeah. And then I did that, uh, I don't know. I did that joke on my a- a- AXS, Access Gotham Comedy Live. It's a New York City show. And that, that's because like, it's Mark Cuban's channel. I had like 250,000. So I'd say 675,000 people on TV have seen that joke. And I go, not <laughs> enough to retire. <laughs> Once it's on the Tonight Show, then I'll do it. <laughs> and then I'll get rid of it. Well, what about this, Mark? I mean, like, I don't know what it's like for other comics or comics see the same kind of thing as, as like, musicians do. But do certain jokes, like like you're saying, like that joke, got, you know, was like, um, you know, exposed to you know a, a bit you know at 600,000 that's a lot of people right so mm. you figure if any of those people come to your show like wouldn't that almost like 
be like you could be like one of your like greatest hits or whatever mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. a hit joke i'm gonna do right. that joke i mean like yeah. there's certain songs that we would play we're like that's a fuck you know we, we gotta yeah. play the hits you know what mm-hmm. i mean where i i you know i think some some comedians always want to do like new material all the time but then yeah. there's the ones who go like no dude i have some like hit jokes like, that i can like it's like you gotta yeah. play the hits you know jim, jim gaffigan has his hot pocket joke and he does it at the end he'll come out and do this the encore you know jim gaffigan's hot pocket you know what i'm talking about <laughs> So when he comes out and does, he does his hits after the set. He comes back out and does them. Now, you know, I'm, I'm not comparing myself to Jim Gaffigan. And also there's going to be plenty of crowd. Let's say people have seen that fake boobs joke before. We've come to the show at the Hollywood Improv or something. Or, but there's going to be 80% of the audience who haven't heard it before. And the laughter is contagious. So the laugh of people's reaction to like, oh, here comes a joke. And I'm going to laugh at the thing. So it's, uh, and plus you can, you know, there's an old stage trick for a theater in New York City. Those people that do the same show again and again, sometimes three times a day, is you can switch up the movements and make it feel fresh. Hmm. Like just the movements, like the, which way you're facing or things like that. And yeah. Kind of like jamming on a song, dude. It's, right. it's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. can take the same song and like flip it, you know, flip it a certain way. Like, or we'd, we'd leave like certain areas of like certain parts of songs, like open to like jamming so that we're like, all right, for these like 16 bars, like we're going to do, Funny. it's just open. So like, let's, let's just catch what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And like, see you dude, it's, yeah. show business, baby. What's up? Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, no, that's funny because you, that's the same thing. Like you can freestyle a set, whether you're doing music, whether you're doing comedy. Right. And it's a different, it's a different art. It's a different form versus writing or versus kind of um you know when you're more meticulous about things and mm. for like even when i would just mess around on the guitar or even sometimes doing podcasts and stuff it's so fun just to like just get off and just riff you know what mm-hmm. i mean and just go mm-hmm. just just talk or we do whatever that it's two totally different things though yeah i know with my set at one point i, I was really written at one point because i could not talk to the crowd i was so nervous i didn't talk to an audience member for seven years but then at one year, I just, instead of writing jokes, I wrote down like on January 1st, I go, what do I want my act to be like? I go, All right, I, want, I want to do a mix of written jokes, talk to the crowd, improv, back into my written stuff, jokes, improv, back. So and I consciously like wrote out instead of what I wanted my act to look like instead of the jokes themselves. Because yeah. I do do a, a ton of improv on stage now too. Just that it keeps me uh, engaged too. There, there's one, there's one uh, video I saw of you just <laughs> roasting the shit out of some lady. To us. I have yeah, to yeah. find it. I don't know what it was, but you, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you're definitely pretty damn good at uh, some Im- like improv to like uh, roasting shit, dude. It was yeah, crazy. I always, yeah. You know, someone's like, you know, I was listening to Brett Ernst and Pete Holmes on Pete Holmes podcast, and they were talking about crowd work, and mm-hmm. I was like, why can I say anything I want to anybody? Like, I can, call, I can say legitimately anything I want. And they go, they can always tell when you're coming from the right place. Like I'm not saying I don't actually think someone is yeah. this or that, and so they can tell when you're joking. Some comedians, like Mark Maron, goes, "I can't roast anyone. Everyone thinks I'm serious." You go, "Yeah, you have a very serious face, and it seems like you're not coming from the right place, and you're not because you're, you know." And he, but his written material is so great. Yeah. But when he starts talking to the crowd, they take him serious because it seems like he is being. It does. It he's coming from a serious place. But with me, I think they could tell, you know, for the most part, that I'm just fucking around. Yeah. That, yeah. Do you, do you get a lot of hecklers, Mark? I mean, like, how yes. is it? Like, what's that? Yeah, is that just part? That's just part of the part for the course, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heckler, people go, I'll fuck with this guy. We hecklers. <laughs> no. And everyone thinks they're funny, right? Everyone wants to be like funnier mm-hmm. than you are on stage. Yeah, yeah, they can. They can try that, but that, yeah, it, it doesn't go well. Yeah, but yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I was attacked on stage once recently. I got the video of that up too. Like, 
some drunk kid just jumped on jumped on me on stage oh, and I threw him back in his seat and just kept performing. <laughs> so, then he got thrown out. We try to tackle you. Yeah, he tried to jump on. T- it was all fucked. It was. He, I was the first comic too. Him and his friends got thrown out. His friends were like, "Dude, we got thrown out." I was the first comic. He actually apologized to me the next day through because yeah. we had a mutual friend. And I, I was like, "I know what you're doing." I go, "So whatever you're doing, you need to stop because whatever he's doing, he was you know he was drunk and high on coke." Uh, and he he tried to, to take the stage by force, and he was, he was so thin that I just like I just picked him up and threw him into his seat up to the stage. He landed perfectly because I wanted to bury him into the table. Oh yeah. But this actually this is where it's important to be sober too, because that night I had nothing in me, not one Jack and Coke. Because sometimes I'll have one Jack and Coke and go up. But if you have anything go wrong on stage, even if you had one, then now the managers think you had one, he had two. You're both kind of at fault, but when you're sober, you're you're ready for. If something goes wrong, you you, you it's it's not going to be your fault. And I remember getting off stage being so thankful that I, you know number one because even if I had one, I probably would have put him through the table. Do you know what I'm saying? Like roadhouse style, because who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And, but something within me when I took him, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, and he did land perfectly into the seat. You know, and I, I yeah, so it was. Uh, Yes, but yeah, people want to heckle you sometimes. But it's usually, usually, most of the time, it's a chick drunk on wine, because girls are used to getting attention. So there's like, oh, he got attention. I'm gonna take the attention. I think I'm drunk, but you're just like, here we go. And it's just like, and so it's how just, do you yeah. handle? How, I mean, I know every situation is probably different, or it is different. But how do you handle something like that when you're keep out? it playful, keep it in your mind that you're playful, even if you hate her. You know what I'm saying? Or hate that she's annoying you. You gotta be like. And we're being playful here, even if you're calling her a cunt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta yeah. take yeah, your so. box wine out of here, lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. It's and and realizing it's a comedy show, but if they're really disrupting the show, then you then you handle it in a different way, I guess. But that's what security's for too. Any club that's really worth its weight in salt will have security. Get rid of someone who's truly disruptive of the show. You know, if they're you ruining know. your yeah. You just mm-hmm. reminded me of something. Do you remember? So when we, uh, when when we came, I think this was the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it was the second time. I can't remember. But I think the first time I, you went to the comedy store because I sent you there after yeah. Fleming's, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we went to the comedy store, right? And um, and uh, so we we were standing in line, we're having a good time, Jess and I, and um, yeah. we're hanging out, waiting, and we finally get in. And they fucking sit us in the very front row, bro. Like, oh, where are you? Oh shit. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Here we go. I'm like, damn yeah. it. And so a mm. couple, um, couple of people, uh, it was a good set, too. It was, uh, um, I think it was Annie Letterman was there. Bobby. Mm. Um, was uh, it Theo Vaughn, too, that night? No, Theo wasn't there. That would have been awesome to see no. him. You know, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Br- Brady was there, though. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, of course. And it was, and so here, and here's, I've, I've never told this story before. Actually, now I think about this, this is great. So we're sitting there, and no one's fucked with us the whole time, right? And and so I'm like, okay, God, thank you. Like, I, you know, I'm just want to yeah. have. I'm like, <laughs> course, you're nervous. I know, God, to hear the word. Hey, yeah, of course. Shit, whatever. And uh, so we're sitting there, and Brady come, and he comes up, and um, and and he, I can see he's like, he's scoping out the front row, and I'm like, oh, right, shit. right. 
And, uh, and so he comes up and he's like, yeah, what are you doing? But I don't even remember exactly what he said. He goes, Oh, how's that cocaine? Huh? How's that cocaine? I guess I was chewing my gum hella fast, probably. Cause I was nervous. Oh, shit. I'm like, course, yeah. Chomping on my gum. He's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> cocaine. And I'm like, how the fuck, how does he know that I did cocaine before? Like what's going yeah, on okay. here, man? Yeah. It, it was, it was fun, man. It was a good time, but you he's know, probably I'm looking for it. Oh, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a good dude. I've, I've talked to him a couple of times uh, mm. just through, you know, messaging whatever right. solid dude seems like man but it was a good set too, but never want to sit in the front row ever again bro i don't like that i know i like in the back too yeah hang out back there yeah in the shadows for this sure fun this is fun guys i appreciate yeah. you guys coming on it's good times man good stuff yeah. dude thanks for having us man this is yeah. cool definitely, definitely, yeah we did over an hour it's almost an hour and 15 minutes man this is yeah just shooting the shit what do you guys think man you want to wrap this thing up or what sure yeah i, I can use down, man. a little I'm sleep down, yeah. a little sleep yeah, yeah I think we had. I think that was a cool little. That was a cool mm-hmm. hang, guys. You know what definitely, I'm saying? Definitely, Absolutely. definitely. Um, Let me know when this comes out. I'll retweet it to my yeah. and Facebook it and what else, whatever else there is. Instagram okay. it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do all the things, man. Thank you, guys, man. I appreciate you guys. I just want to say too, I appreciate you guys reaching out. Um, you know, and connecting. How crazy is it that like, um, you know, even that we're doing the podcast right now too, but like we just kind of linked up uh you know what i'm saying yeah totally yeah almost oh, well accident but yeah it's really really freaking cool man so mm-hmm. um any any last words you two mark dave what do you guys think well maybe check out my website markscomedy.com if you want to see that lockdance monster podcast is one of the tabs on there i just created it yeah. and uh that's it and uh i don't know looking forward to seeing you around this week and some of the places that we might see you. <laughs> Both of you guys. Absolutely. I, I have uh, absolutely nothing to promote. So uh, it was yeah. cool hanging with you. And uh, if any of you watching or listening know who I am, I'm on Instagram. You guys know where to find me. And that's about it. Oh, and check out. Oh, you know what? Check out my Bernie Bernie album covers. That's that's what I got to promote right now. Hey, perfect. I just did a run of like 15 of them. They're fire, bro. They're fire. Check They're them on out. your Instagram? They're on my Instagram. Okay, I want to yeah. check them out now. What's the Instagram? Oh, it's uh, RockBuddha333, R-C-K-B-D-H-A-333 cool. on Instagram. Yeah, check it out. Sweet. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast to Telegram at That Sober Guy Podcast, it's on the website as well. And then, hey, if anyone wants to leave a voicemail for the show, please do go to thatsoberguy.com and click on the little voicemail thing there and uh, leave a message. And, man, we'll have some fun with it on the uh, podcast coming up. I'm, I feel really good right now, man. And I just yeah, I love you guys. I thank, I you, want to thank you guys again, man. Like this is okay. thank you. Talk to you guys soon, man. Thank you, man. Later, guys. See ya. So keep my head on straight. I've been trying. So keep my head on straight. I've been trying. So keep my head on straight. I've been trying to keep my head on straight. You still say that I don't know anything about you. Oh, I don't know anything about you But I know what you do in the back room And you still say that I don't know 
Carrots got you drunk, rabbits would be fucked up. <laughs> 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 